and welcome to the Fitness Oracle. I am your host, John Katsavos. My guest today is Jacob Ark from You the Healer. He's a healer, website builder, and interior decorator. He now spends his time sharing to the world the benefits of how people can actually heal themselves. Jacob, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Nice to see you and hear you again. Always a pleasure to, 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 to talk to you. So what was the trigger that pushed you to start You the Healer? Well, it's a, it's a, I would say it's an accumulation of uh, years of my experience with, the, with health and healing. Uh, and uh, one part of it is also that uh, after selling my company, uh, I have been prepaid for seven years, which is now getting to its end. So I have to be looking also how to make my living. And uh, healing and health was always the closest thing to me because of the experience of my own life plus also the work experience uh, in our company, which was based around juicing, uh, nutrition, uh, healthy kitchen appliances. So I think it's a topic that I know the most about and I'm passionate about it. And I have been always sharing that information and that stuff with people for free. And now it came to the point where I also realized people listen more when, when you're charging and I also need to appreciate my time. So that's, that's basically what came together. Right, yeah. Um, I've been going through a lot of your stuff uh, recently, uh, last couple of maybe, especially like last couple of weeks, like I've been going through a lot on Facebook and face, mostly Facebook. And you said some, you see, you've said some, some really quite interesting stuff that actually resonates with me. And I'm sure it can resonate with a lot of people. Like you have this interesting outlook on pain and fear. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, since I was uh, eight years old, uh, I was waking up uh, in, in, a, in a fear crying that I don't want to die. I think that's the first memory when I remember about fear about being, uh, it's also related with that, but it's a fear of dying. And I was eight years old. I didn't know anything about um, what that really is. I just was born. So it was very weird to me that I, I had this kind of relationship and I have this in my head. And um, it took me a long, long uh, way to realize how to work, how to, how to work with fear because fear was really, I was very much uh, based in my head and spinning on fear. And I realized how, how uh, bad that is for my health uh, because the mind is such a powerful tool so it can manifest all this fear into, into the body. And um, since I love traveling and I don't like flying, so, and these things somehow don't go separate. So uh, it happened that uh, for the past six years I was traveling and uh, often I was somewhere for a month uh, and then I have to fly again. And uh, I went basically, my family is also in Australia. So I have been traveling a lot and flying a lot. And I was, I was basically sitting with the fear like uh, in, in, in the airplane for eight hours, nine hours, 13 hours, then you land and then you jump on another one. So mm -hmm. I had to really somehow come to peace with fear. And that doesn't mean that the fear, the fear disappears. And uh, the same is same for me was pain because that's, you can apply the same approach and also respecting pain for what it is, uh, seeing it as a, as a power to move forward, to do, Sometimes we just have to get to that point to either realize, learn something or being pushed a bit more 
into things that we wouldn't do. So I would say pain, uh, I really appreciate it. It doesn't mean that I want to experience it all the time, but it's uh, something that once you change the perspective on it, it's easier. And it was also connected with the flights because uh, I had, uh, at some point, I lost uh, smell and uh, touch, and it was because of my polyps in uh, the nasal uh, passages in, in my uh, forehead. Mm -hmm. And um, once we had been landing in Caribbean and uh, something uh, popped in my head, I, I think it was a vein, vein and uh, I started bleeding. And for the next two weeks, I was just bleeding uh, out of my mouth. Uh, and I think uh, since then, every time I was, we were descending in a plane, I had this horrible pain in my head and I knew it's going to be coming. So imagine I, I jump on a plane. I know I'm going to be sitting there for eight hours. And then at the end, it's going to probably be a painful experience. And I, at some, I didn't have any health insurance at the, at, the, at the same time. So I didn't even know if I'm going to make it. So the fear was huge. And uh, the pain was, it was just expecting that this might happen. So it made me do two things. One was sit with the fear for eight hours, uh, whatever time it was, and just becoming a friend with it, changing the, 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 the way I was dealing with it and facing it. And uh, I think that the approach really make it smaller and smaller. And uh, it made it from the huge thing that I had behind my head. It was something that I felt like every time I was running away from it, every time I was hiding, it would just grow bigger. Like it was like a monster in the closet. And uh, that thing was just growing every time I looked the other way. So facing it, recognizing it, recognizing, recognizing it as a first step. Uh, to dealing with it and then step, uh, just making a friendship with it happening right now and uh, making peace with it uh, make, talk to it like uh, I just basically put it uh, next to myself I read a couple of books about it because I didn't know what to do with it and uh, basically letting it sit next to you uh, and making a conversation and uh, understanding that uh, it's just there it's just uh, becoming closer with it and I think that's the way how, how it shrinks so I think it's very contradictory to what, what we as a humans tend to do, like how we try to deal with fear. And uh, the pain, not necessarily the same same way, uh, the going towards it, but uh, just shifting the perspective on what pain is and what it does. And then also that also encourages us to, to learn from others because we don't want to experience the pain. So if we can learn from others, we can avoid a lot of pain. So that's, that's probably, those would be probably the, the core structures for fear and pain that I'm carrying in my head at this moment. That's actually, um, you hit so many amazing points there. Um, I know, you know, we've had some conversations before that uh, I actually took Russian martial arts Sistema and we actually introduce uh, fear through, uh, um, overwhelming the person, overwhelming the senses, overwhelming your sights, your, your responses. So like, if you get comfortable fighting one guy, we introduce a knife with a guy. Uh, well, if you get comfortable with all that, you, we add, we add a second guy and then a second guy with a, with a knife and then with a gun and then with this and then with that. And it's like, you, you start, like you said, like you actually start to understand yourself more, the more overwhelmed you become. Which leads well, me to, like which leads me to my next question. You're talking about deep breathing in one of your videos. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to talk about that a little bit more? 
as to how it can improve your entire health? Mm -hmm. Well, deep breathing, I basically started, um, I was very tense. I started with deep breathing and visualization at the same time. And it was because um, I have to introduce a little bit of background to it, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do as quickly as I can. Uh, I closed my heart completely uh, after I was hurt from multiple people and I was just living on my own three years, basically lone wolf and doing things by myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that I'm in a safe, I put myself in a safe place and uh, I just basically tried to protect myself. So I closed my heart and uh, from there, all the happiness and all the joy basically started disappearing from my life and my heart started to be very stone-like and uh, I started creating, uh, I started having a, uh, anxiety and uh, panic attacks and it was all stored energy on my chest. I just felt like I have a pressure on my chest. And uh, at that time, I used breathing and visualization to, because I didn't go to the doctors, right? So I didn't know what, uh, what, what should I be doing. So I started breathing in and breathing out like very dark energy, dark stuff. And this is basically how I get rid of that, that chest uh, tightness. And it was very weird to do it like that. But uh, for me, breathing is gives me uh, first, uh, when I do yoga in the morning, it gives me a great start. It starts the body with uh, a lot of um, oxygen. It, it, it's a great uh, day starter with, uh, with yoga. Secondly, it's a great anchor in a time. So it helps so much just uh, if you are in a moment where normally it would be anger would take over, uh, fear would take over, uh, moments where you can get over overwhelmed, the breathing can just slow down the time in a, in a way and it gives you a space to get a clarity. And I think that's um, it's a great tool to be used not only for physical health, but it, it stops and slows down the, 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 the mind and the, the, the clutter that, that can be happening in the moment. I mean, it, it goes hand in hand with, with yoga for me, but uh, the breathing can really give you a space in the moment to take the better decision or take a better action or behave better than what you would normally do. Absolutely. I could not agree more because that's the, that's the main thing that we teach also in Sistema. I mean, if you, can't, if you stop breathing... Uh, you stop moving and the entire purpose of us is to move and you freeze also like once you start breathe, breathing I, I think the body is just in, in a state of being frozen like yes. uh, it's 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 sort of tension and stuff so for me breathing is also removing the the emotions the stuck emotions like when I get tense over the day and then I start doing my uh, my practice with breathing, I can I can just release some of that stuff that, that just gets stuck. Like uh, it feels like once you finish your session, and it could be it could be exactly as you say, it could be uh, aikido, it could be martial, it could be martial arts how you use it and release that those energies. So it, um, I'm speaking about yoga because that's my practice. But I also did my tai uh, and I'm, uh, I did uh, karate in in my early years, mm -hmm. and uh, I appreciate uh, martial arts for what they are, especially when there is a aspect of uh, mindfulness or understanding the craft and also respect uh which uh, it can teach a lot uh, people can get a lot of out of it oh yeah absolutely and the best thing about the whole these whole breathing techniques i mean it's not just you, 
putting it in yoga or putting it in martial arts. It's you can put this in the boardroom too. Like if you get uh, flustered with uh, your boss, just focus on your breathing and, you know, everything will start to, you know, sink in more into your brain. And that's another thing that we, that we try and push towards people. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. It's a tool that you have all the time with you and it's just yeah. understanding what, what it can do for you and when to, when to apply it. Yeah. What were the major factors uh, that played during your transformation from where you were to where you are? I would say I remember one moment and uh, it was, I think it was decision. That was decision what started it. But then obviously it rolled uh, through the years. I think it started 2011. And uh, I remember we have been doing really great in our company and uh, I loved uh, sports cars. And my business partner told me like, look, I'm going to be buying the new uh, X6 BMW. You can choose a car that you want. And uh, instantly for me, it was like, okay, I went 911. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to have this. And, and then I, I sit with that and I was living in a, in a quite a, not a, it was not such a huge town. And uh, I was enjoying really playing with the cars and I, I never needed like, luxury for me but the, the the love for cars that was something that i appreciated and then i was sitting with the thought and i said to myself if i really need it and uh i decided that instead of that i'm gonna i'm gonna just step back uh buy something way cheaper and uh just give myself that I didn't need it, basically. I decided I didn't need it. And I feel that that was a one of the moments where I just decided I'm not going to be playing. A lot of people just go into something better. Then you need a plane, then you need this and that. And you, you basically, like, you, you're just spinning. And I said, I don't want to live like that. And uh, I think that started a lot of changes from there on. I met uh, different people who changed my perspective. I started uh, seeing things differently. I was shown uh, another way. And uh, the whole re learning process, the, the, the transformation really started there. And I think uh, it was not just for me. There were people who just went through this transformation. It, it, a lot of people say 2011, 12, 13, were years where there was a shift. And uh, some people just took off from there on. And uh, like little by little, uh, looking more inside and uh, resolving my own stuff and learning and learning. I think that was, um, that's where it started probably. It sounds like a little thing, but I know that there was a moment where I made a decision that this is, is this is not going to be my future. And from mm -hmm. there, I, I, I derailed for a, for a different, um, different life. Cool. Cool. Uh, during that, during that transformation, did you ever feel like quitting? I felt so many times like quitting, especially, especially, uh, well, I was living with a lot of negative uh, thoughts in my head, a lot of fear, and uh, I basically was sick uh, all my life. It started when I was eight, having uh, horrible migraines, then in, at the age of 17, my father died, then uh, I had appendix done, then my cousin committed a suicide. Then uh, they told me that I have to have another surgery. It was like a, it was like a circus. There was a, it was so difficult to navigate through and find myself in all of that. But um, I was twice in my life suicidal. It was difficult because 
the difficult part was that I always was hoping that I'm going to heal myself. And then it went down again. And then uh, I found another solution that I thought is going to work for me. And then I went straight down again. And, uh, but that all that experience really helped me to build up all the, um, the, the base that I have about how health really worked for me. And it, it, it was necessary. So uh, all those struggles at the end, when I look back, when were there for me to learn. So I appreciate all of those times. It doesn't mean that there was the times that I would like to come back to. Uh, but um, yes, there was a lot of quitting. Like I never quit because I didn't have the balls to jump from a balcony. So that was it. My cousin had those balls. I didn't. So I could say that I don't know if it's good or bad having those balls or not. But uh, it's better to finish it here because then... You you will be sent again, and then you're gonna repeat the same story. So it's better to 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 do as much as we can here down here and uh, put our best. So I think I, I lasted. My spirit got stronger because of that, and uh, I'm happy. I'm happy where I am now. So I appreciate all those times, and I, I think because of those times, I can also relate to many people uh, with where they are, how they feel, and um, it helps me at the end. It it really helps me. Well, for for speaking for myself, I mean, I'm glad that you're that you didn't uh, that you didn't do it because we wouldn't be having this amazing conversation right now. So, thank you, John. <laughs> I and, I and I wouldn't be able to be I wouldn't be able to be uh, to know how it feels to be happy and uh, doing things that I really appreciate. So, yeah, uh, and this is the conversation is part of it, John. So, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how do you stay motivated to keep going with this? Well, I have quite a strong vision, so uh, and that vision hasn't been accomplished. So I feel like there is so much more that I want to do. Uh, I have, uh, and I see it pretty clearly, and I see how upside down the world is. So that motivates me to just. I know I have to stay here. I have to do what I, the best I can, and the vision is clear. So that keeps me just pointing to that direction. Some days I'm doing more. Some days I'm I'm doing less. Some days I'm more motivated than others. Uh, I have my ups and downs, obviously. I'm not perfect. So but I'm curious also and I keep exploring and that, that's probably what keeps me also uh, on the track. And the health is the one of the passion, uh, the, 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 the most, the things that really motivates me the most. Plus seeing other people uh, to find the solutions for themselves. I mean, that's fulfilling. And I love that. Uh, plus you make friends, plus you can create with those people and other stuff. So it's, I appreciate, I appreciate the journey. I appreciate that the story that is happening. Cool. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Um, now that you have the tools to help people become their own healers, what are the first steps that people should take? First steps are changing the mindset, taking the power back because uh, nobody can heal. Uh, and that's, I learned this pretty early on. You can only heal when you believe that you have the power to heal. And when you stop giving power away to, uh, to, to doctors, uh, healers, yoga teachers, whoever, even to me, like I, don't, I just don't want people to see me as someone who's going to provide for them. It's uh, I want people to know that I just open the door and uh, I show you the process. I, I'll explain. And then from there on, it's your own journey, your own decision. And uh, it's not that it's, I have everything sorted out. Uh, I just probably lift something that many people didn't, 
uh, or some have lived something deeper than me. So um, what I have is the story that I lived and the experience that I have. And I bring that, that's real to me. And I haven't read this from any books or anything. This is my own experience that I'm providing. And I also understand that everybody's different. So everybody has a space to create their own uh, tools and stuff. So I leave space. So first thing would be the giving power back, like uh, knowing that we all have the power to heal. We are the healers. Don't give it to the doctors, to anybody else. Second thing is that knowing uh, that everything happens for a reason. So all those uh, bad times that I can, I, I could, I would, at that time I saw it as a bad times. Uh, those, all those deep, uh, dark moments, uh, looking back and shifting the perspective, why are things happening? And that uh, you have chosen this, this journey and that all this is for your own benefit and learning. So if we can shift this uh, mindset, so my first two weeks in the course are about that. Uh, taking back the power, because without that, there is no healing. And secondly, uh, shifting the perspective on things. Everything happens for a reason. There is no coincidence. Just understanding why are things happening. And sometimes being patient because not always we get the answers straight away. Uh, sometimes we have to look three years back and see, ah, that's if I didn't have that, if, if I didn't learn that, if I haven't made that decision, I would probably not know now. So all those things, I just trying to, I, I'm always trying to understand why, why am, why is this happening in my life? And uh, that the things are not happening to me, but for me. And I think those are big, uh, two main things. Cool. Cool. So, you have a system in place where you can help somebody start their transformation. Where do they find that? Uh, it is the course. Uh, that's the number one. But uh, we can we can have a conversation on uh, over over the the webinar. Or I just started also doing one on one because I realized that many people just don't have that much passion for the the to learn so much about the body because it's quite a lot of information. So, and some people don't have the time. They just want to be like, just whatever. I want to be healthy. Just give me the solutions. What do I need to do? So I started also uh, with the, with the work, what, what I did with the first, uh, I think 10 people that we started and now there's another 10. So um, I'm learning uh, that uh, some people just don't like, uh, won't be as passionate about it and they just want the, the, the information like give me what I need to do what's happening and then I do the research and I uh, told, tell them the solutions and uh, provide them with the, with the right tools uh, with the conversation with them so we know that's that's their personality because it has to reflect on the personality and then second thing might be discipline which uh, that's where the one-on-one -on -one might be handy so I can go step by step and be with the with the person so they really get the, the, the final results mm -hmm. cool uh, you, you also uh, mentioned on your on your page that you do work with uh, with gut and you've linked it you link your gut health with your psychological health absolutely Can you elaborate uh, a little bit mm -hmm. this was also my own experience because I was suffering with uh, with the gut for uh, since 20 uh, when, when when I was 17. They took out the appendix and when I was 20, they told me that because of acid reflux, they need to do another surgery. And that was probably a crucial moment when I decided to take um, my my health in, in the responsibility over my health into my hands. And um, I knew, I, knew I, I cannot trust doctors because they 
didn't deliver the, what I expected that I was a kid. I thought that I'm going to go to doctor. They're going to fix me. I'm going to go home and happy life again. It didn't happen. So, and my appendix surgery didn't go well. So I had a, a lot of struggles. And um, so after that, I knew I'd, I'm not going to go for another surgery. So at that, at that moment, I decided I'd rather die in one piece or I'm going to find any other solution. I didn't know where to go, where to look, but I just know I'm not going to go back to hospital. Uh, that was that was clear to me. So from there on, uh, I had to deal with the acid reflux. And I, in my head, it was like, if, if this is coming from my stomach, I have to have a lot of power with what I eat. I'm going to be able to uh, influence how the stomach is inside. So I started doing research. Uh, at the time, I spoke English already, so I was able to, to do researches over uh, health forums and try to some. It took a really valid source of information, which is not coming from science, not even from people's experience. It's c coming from a basically universe. It's a, it's a direct source, which doesn't have any... Um, it's not a guessing game. There is no money involved. There is no, it's, it's a clear, pure source with information that if you use it well, if you understand what's going on, then uh, you are able to resolve basically any kind of uh, problem for your body. And then also understanding how the, how the, the health works, that it's not just the physical body that sometimes we tend to believe. Uh, I think more and more people are now realizing that the mind is a really powerful tool and uh, how much we need to pay attention to it because I was focusing on, 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 the, on the health aspect of, of my physical body and uh, because of the fear that I was carrying in my head and uh, I was still creating and bringing sickness over myself. And then also understand how, what kind of roles we play in our childhood, uh, childhood uh, period because that's, that's how we form our uh, mindset and certain programs. So for example, uh, my own uh, program and without that I would not be able to heal either. Uh, was that my parents have been arguing arguing in the next room uh, most of the time and I didn't like that and as a kid I didn't know I couldn't interrupt that process so I start uh, I became sick to point the attention my way and it was subconscious uh, behavior that I did but I repeated that behavior because I learned it as a kid and then I always I didn't get attention from people and then I would just play the same thing because I, I thought that that's the way how I get attention how I get uh, that how I can point uh, the attention on me. So when I would be lonely, when I would be alone, or, or and I was traveling for three years completely without being uh, in touch with my family, so I would I would just develop. I would over and over, over and over. I would be sick. So the health has multiple aspects, and it could be one thing going wrong. Uh, the mind could be uh, in, not in tune, or it could be some of those things from the childhood, and all of those play um, roles. And then we also need to focus on energy and how we interact with people and uh, how we are able to manage our energy plus how we can how we can keep it inside or how we how we work with it because uh, even once we have the physical and mental aspect resolved and then we resolve the childhood stuff uh, we still are able to lose a lot of energy uh, because of people or environments where we are in so I would say that would be like the, the, the core uh, toolbox that I'm using that I experience myself and I see it work for others. Cool. Cool. Where do you see all this in the next five years? Well, I think uh, uh, people will move away from the medical system and all, all the pharma that um, 
all of this is being uh, basically we are misleaded with so many things and it's not just the medical system it's it's the financial world it's uh i see a big shift uh, and for me in in three five years we will be somewhere different there will be people will people with the different mindset will unite uh will bring new solutions we will learn how to how to uh raise kids in a different way we will learn way more about the our inner power of healing we will probably develop a different uh way of energy exchange money exchange when it comes to interacting uh so I see the future in my head it's way different where we are but uh I can only hope that we can get there and uh I I'm very positive I see the that we're going through the transformation people are awakening people are asking questions people are finally start questioning things uh it might not be the whole uh mainstream but it's going to start somewhere and the I believe and that's what I'm also trying to to bring together uh like-minded people to make a imprint of how we can live differently in the with the technology it is it's not about going back to cave it's about using what we have now in the best possible way so we can um live sustainable independent and more true and uh rich life i feel like there's so much more if we start sharing if we start living more consciously uh more connected with the nature there is so much that we can achieve and uh so much that needs to change also uh, i don't know how far the humanity is going to go but i feel that there are already some people who are like yes we get it we want to make this so i'm trying to focus on on that, that group cool cool what about you personally where do you see yourself in five years i'll be happy to be uh, in a i see a bonfire with uh, like-minded people in the nature uh i love surfing beach uh but at the same time pure nature mountains uh i just want to follow my passion and it could develop into so many things what i do today uh, i know the health is like a base structure of my life it always was but i'm creative and i like also my mind is about strategies and business so i'm happy to in, immerse myself in whatever project i'm going to put myself 100% and um i will get myself surprised i know that the life always changes it's uh what i think i know today might be different tomorrow so being flexible i think is the most important aspect that's a very good and healthy mindset to have i never thought i would have been through what i went through as well so and yet here i am back again doing it three times third times a charm right <laughs> It's going to happen one day it's going to go through either it's going to beat me or I'm going to beat it one of the, well, something's going to happen <laughs> your spirit is strong and uh I think you're doing something very interesting so it's going to it's going to go through thank you thank you uh what's the key what's the one key thing that you do every day to stay motivated to stay motivated when i keep my my morning routine i i try to keep myself because i know my head so i really stick with my uh, morning routine sometimes i break it and i do practice in the evening uh what keeps me alive well every day could be a little different how i feel so i approach things uh with trying to go al- align with my intuition but uh meditation knowing uh having a direction 
sticking with my mindfulness practice when it comes to yoga, doing my workouts. Those are things that keep me in, 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 a, in, a, in a goal. And then uh, people like you uh, speaking, having this conversation, and uh, that gives me also, that gives me this feedback, energy. Uh, it's, a, it's a motivation because somebody's listening, somebody's asking, somebody's questioning. And uh, when I have people in front of me and I know I can, uh, they listen and we can have a meaningful conversation. That's something that, uh, that really keeps me going. I feel like there's something in there uh, and I have been missing like the human connection and I feel it's such an important thing. So uh, seeing people improve their lives, seeing things improve in, in, in the world. I mean, those are things that really fulfill me, makes me happy. I think that's my motivation. Like every time I see someone making a step forward and I know it's going to help their life, if it's a little advice about how they can approach the situation or if it's uh, what kind of foods and so solutions for their current situation, that's something that really makes me happy. That's motivation. Cool. Cool. That's, that's really good. Really good motivation that way. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me of a time where you had a hard time with your training with uh, yoga and your meditation or your meditation, one of the two or both. Well, it comes down to discipline at the end of the day. That's the only hard time there that can be because after I'm done, everything is, I'm happy I did what I did. So for example, today I went running uh, and I'm like, I didn't want to go. I felt like maybe, maybe I rather go and do something on the computer and then they call me for what I need to do with the, with the, with the apartment. But I had like 30 minutes. I said, no, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to go. I know how I feel. I'm going to just push it. And I squeezed myself. I went running and then I did even the workout. First I said, I'm going to just go running. And then I said, no, I'm here. I'm going to do the workout. And I pushed myself. And after I'm done, I'm happy. So after every yoga session, after every meditation, after every energy uh, uh, exercise that I do, if I, if I need to do rewriting memories, if I do self hypnosis, every time I choose to do it, it's, uh, that's, I know the feeling after. And I think that's, 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 that's what really keeps it making. That doesn't mean that I don't, I don't, I don't drop it from time to time, but I also know if I drop it for too many days, I know how my mind keeps dropping and I don't like that mind. So I know that mind, I don't want to see anymore. So that's basically the, the biggest motivation. And I, I, I have tried to sneak around with it in the past. I was like, well, I get, I get in my mind, I, I keep perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm motivated. I'm like, in, in, I'm floating in, in here. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe I can, I don't need to do yoga today. Or I feel great. Or maybe I don't need to do this. Or maybe the workout, and oh, maybe I don't have to have this meal. And then this drops once, and it, then it drops again, then drops again. And once it drops once, it's very easy to drop it the next time. Mm -hmm. So it happens, but the, the effects of how it goes back down and how the mind feels are kind of, I have those memories now. So I just remind myself, if you don't do this, this is how you're going to feel. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to feel good. I want to feel good. I'm going to do it. So. If you've let it, you've, you have let it drop more than once, right? So like you've gone like maybe two, three weeks without doing it. What triggers you yes. to get back into it? The mind, the way I feel like I'm, I, go, I got irritated. I got uh, like the, the life doesn't feel the same way. Like I know I'm, my life doesn't have the same experience. Uh, 
it's like if you can live a day in 100% of, of your happiness and energy or you can choose to live it in 30. So, and you know that you have the tools to live it at 100. So it's like, I would, I'm at the end, I'm like, why? Why not? Why, why this 30, 45 minutes of yoga? Why not the 30 minutes of meditation? Why not uh, the, the one hour workout or 45 minute workout? Why not to put the time in so I can live the 100? And knowing the difference, I think that's the most thing. That's why, that's why when I work with people, I tell them, look, if, you, if, you, if I see that they have, they're living in their head, I tell them, do this, but do it for one month. I want you to feel the, what it does. Because once you feel it once, once you feel it once, you see the difference and then you drop it. I don't, I don't care if they drop it afterwards because they have already felt what it is to live there, to, to be in that level. And then it's so, you have already the motivation, like you set the bar. And then from there on, the people will know the difference. From, and that's, that's all it's necessary to keep the motivation and the discipline going. Cool. If you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself when you were 25 years old, what would you tell yourself? Get the course because all the, all the answers that you'll be looking for for next uh, 10 years, you already have that there. And man, I would pay, I would pay a ton for that. I'm not, I'm not kidding because I have been suffering. If I would have, if I would knew what I know, knew, know now, 10 years before, I would be in a different place now. Like I, it would be, I would save myself so much struggle, so many moments that I didn't have to go through anymore. So I would, I would say, look, here's the toolbox, fucking use it, close yourself in, in, in the room, read this and that and that, uh, apply this, try the yoga, uh, try the meditation, give it a month, and then come out of this room and life will be different. Cool. That would be it. Cool. What keeps you up at night? The work that I have. <laughs> Man, I, there's so much. Like, I feel my days are, I need to inflate my days or I need the help because it's like, uh, I feel there's never, there's, I always want to hear another and uh, I want to read more. I want to experience more. I want to get more information from the sources that I have. And, uh, like, and I also know that if I, I have spent a month and a half in, in spending more time with mindfulness, like I have been doing uh, one hour, 30 minutes every day, man. And the difference also there is, is huge. I know I, I was almost floating at some point and uh, experiences that I didn't know how to explain either. Uh, I was able to get myself in a state where I felt like I'm connected to the trees. I, like I was, there was like a radius around me and I was, I was all that because normally we feel like you, your body finishes where your fingers finishes. This is, this is your body here. You finish. But after that experience that I had, I was like, I was, and there were no drugs, no alcohol. Okay. Just to make that clear in case somebody thinks that was, that was a, uh, that was that, uh, so just uh, mindfulness, yoga, meditation got me into this space where I was like 20 meters in front of me, 20 meters behind me and all around. It was like, a, and I was connected to everything. And I was, it was such a state of bliss that um, I know that I don't need it on daily basis. But if I was having the time just to do that, I would do more of mindfulness because I know uh how they felt and it's it's an amazing state so i guess that's the, your question was about what's keeping me in my it's work it's work 
<laughs> okay. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I have a big appreciation for this. I really appreciate your questions this time with John. I mean, I don't have anything else to, to say. I'm I'm very happy to be here. Perfect. Perfect. Um, where can people find more about you? Uh, they can go to uh, our website, which is called A Resilient Kind. It's A, like, uh, how, how do you call this? The, before the, the letters, A and D, the, the, so A Resilient Kind. That's the website. They can, they can find uh, even the courses, uh, meet other people, uh, see the vision, what, what we're planning to do. Uh, it's all there. Uh, it's also, uh, there's also a prototype of uh, new economy that, that we brought up. So I think all the information is there. Perfect. Well, Jacob, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. I always come out, I always come out of these conversations with a smile on my face and I thank you. I thank you so much for being on my show and sharing your story with everybody. I know, I know somebody's going to listen to it and change their life because of it. So thank you so much. No, I thank you so much. This is amazing. I really appreciate it. Amazing. So to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or a good night, wherever you may be in this crazy world. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>